Sisters, Joy Givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for Live Joy, Share Joy. And friends, just like every other day, we've got an incredible topic for you today. I think it was probably a few months ago that we were visited in the studio by the dear, amazing Samantha Noopson. And she was getting ready to embark on this incredible adventure doing mission in the field of working at the Naval Academy. And she happened to be home on break. And I'm like, Sam, you have got to come in. We have to talk about what it looks like to continue to serve. So please welcome to our program, Sam. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me again. Oh my gosh. I'm so, (laughs) well, I was so thrilled because of course I follow your ministry and Mm -hmm. you send me updates and you are so gracious when you said, well, I'm going to be home. I'm like, what you consider giving me a little bit of your time because I just, we have to hear how it's going. (laughs) I mean, when you left, it was all things new, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Everything was new. Uh, Yeah. I was treading in waters that I didn't know I was getting myself into. (laughs) There's sort of that, I call it the, sometimes it's good to not know things, right? Like that way when you walk into it, it's like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Take us back to here you arrive at Mm. this new area, you're meeting new people. Take us back to that point and let's build from there. Oh, man. Those first few weeks were crazy. (laughs) I remember driving um, all the way to Annapolis, like basically as far as you can get east. Um, And I dropped into my boss's house because that's where I was staying. And it was like 1130 at night. I was like, hi, I'm Sam. You don't know me, but hi. (laughs) And they just like brought me like, hi, how's it going? You know, because we'd only talked over Zoom like one time and maybe over the, over the phone one other time. Wow. And I ended up living with them for about a month while I was looking for my apartment. But it was really just, all right, well, I barely know these people, but I'm living with their family and just inserting myself into their routines. And then, um, yeah, the ministry, we just got started like the next day right away, um, starting to plan for the semester. And they were doing all of my onboarding and like, okay, this is what it's going to look like for you. These are your responsibilities. Um, and then having me ask a bunch of questions that I had, which I had a lot. <laughs> yeah. And probably ones you didn't even know that you had until yes. you got in there, right? Yes. Yes. A lot. Like at, just as we were talking about how everything was set up. And then the next day, I think um, Jen, my immediate boss, she took me to the academy, which is about like, I don't know, seven minutes away and gave me a tour and we just walked around around the academy campus and she's like okay so this is where we meet and my jaw just dropped because it's this ah like the library where they do discipleship a lot of the time there's a coffee shop and it's just floor-to-ceiling windows looking out over the river and I'm like lord I get to what Uh, what (laughs) this is where I get to share the gospel with people um and it was just amazing I, I know the first month I was just on a high um, but also terrified out of my mind. <laughs> Isn't it great that with the Lord, you can hold both, right? Yes. There can be a fear of the journey. There can be a fear of what you're walking into and even being terrified. Mm-hmm. And yet here's this, oh my goodness, I get to witness minister discipleship here. Like, wow. Yeah. 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 It was it was really, really amazing. And those like first, I remember my first Tuesday night, which is like, our large group just gathering that we do at the academy and like the chapel area um, or one of the chapel areas. And basically my job was to meet everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm naturally an introvert. Yeah. I was wondering how that was going for you. Um, 
okay, <laughs> how do I do that? So I literally just, all right, jump into the fire and just say hi to everyone I come across and reach out to girls to meet for coffee and get to know them. And, and it's really cool because now it's like one of my favorite things to do. Mm. Now I love meeting new midshipmen that come through, um, asking them their stories and taking them out for coffee and just just letting them chat and listening and letting them just go. Um, and it's just some of the sweetest moments that I've had with any of them. So I'm really glad they like pushed me out like, all right, meet everyone. Here's your list. <laughs> Wow, I love this. And what I love is how God is taking you to new levels Mm -hmm. and working through your mentors, working through the program people. Like this is God taking you to that next level, right? Yes. He's really pushing you a little out of that comfort zone. Oh, a lot. Yeah, everything everything I was doing, I think, was out of my comfort zone. Um, Because it's also, I'm like, man, these kids are intimidating because they're some of the smartest kids like in the country. Um, they're in uniform, you know, they're, they're midshipmen, they're military, um, very fit, everything that I am not. (laughs) Like in some ways I cannot relate at all, but they're just the sweetest, funniest people in the world. Um, and they're just college students in so many ways. So getting to see that. And now it's like, I I barely see the uniform anymore because they're just people that I love so, so, so dearly. Yeah. One thing I really want to mention here, because people may not have heard your first show, that you felt really called Mm. to mission specifically to people in the military. Let's Mm. let's take a brief moment just to talk a little bit about that call. Yeah. Um, So kind of like a very short recap is that my dad was in the military. He was in the Air Force for 26 years. And I've always loved that community. I've always loved the people um, and the culture that surrounds it. But I wasn't able to get in to the military um, when I had the chance. Uh, God really shut the door on me in that way. So I'd put it on the shelf for a long time and just said, Lord, you can take it and do whatever you want with that. Um, And over the next four or so years, that passion never died. It only grew stronger. Mm And long story short, I was like, well, Lord, let's just, I'll just look at like military missions types things just to see what's out there. Found um, the job that I have now and, and things just went right after another. Um, and it's, it's so amazing because, oh man, I, like just to paint this picture, I drive over a bridge every day, the bridge that crosses the river and overlooks the academy. Um, to get to work and I look over and every time I see the academy as I'm driving over the bridge, I'm like, man, I get to, this is actually what I get to do. Mm. I get to be a part of this community and this culture that I've had for my entire life. Um, even though it's Navy and not Air Force, um, you know, it's fine. (laughs) Well, and it was your call. God put this on your heart. Yes. And it was, you know, I was a little worried. I'm like, "What, what if it's not everything it's cracked up to be? You know, what if like... What if God kind of diminishes that love for the military or he brings out more of the darkness in it um, and I grow to dislike it or, you know, anything can happen when you're in that environment all the time. But really, yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of messed up things that happen. There's there's darkness in every culture and every community that you're part of. But it was exactly where I wanted to be. Like I remember stepping my first um my first walk on that campus, it just fit. My boss was like, is this, is this scary for you? I was like, a little bit, but you know, like I feel home mm. around here. I feel home walking through a sea of, 
of people in their, you know, uh, their blue and golds. And I just, I love it so much. Um, yeah, I, like I can't describe how perfectly it fits yeah. in every way. And just the, the also the community outside of the academy too. Um, and the church that God has provided to me, the home that he's provided to me. He has taken such good care of me mm-hmm. in ways that I never, ever could have picked out for myself. Yeah. I love this. I love the way God is working in this. You mentioned a little bit about culture, and mm-hmm. you brought that up a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I know one thing we talked about in advance of the show is I have been exposed to a lot of different cultures, and that's a yes. lot of different. Culture means a lot of different things. Yes. <laughs> Talk to us about culture. Talk to us about what you've been discovering about culture. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the East Coast is very different from Northern Minnesota. <laughs> that's that's rule number one. Um well, it's funny because you have like military culture and then you have each branch's type of singular culture and it's pretty similar to each other, but Navy is its own thing versus Air Force. This just brings a different group of people um, than Air Force would. Air Force doesn't really care as much about the military. They're just there <laughs> um, and happen to have a uniform on. Navy is a more, a little bit more, they're more proud of their um, uh, military I don't know how to say it um, than otherwise. But there's like the academy itself, you know, you're getting people from literally every state of the United States and they value diversity, which is really cool. And so there's so many cultures and so many different people coming from every single walk and background you can imagine. Um, And me coming from up north, which is pretty, pretty similar, like you have (laughs) not that many, not that many different cultures and different types of people. Everyone I meet has a completely different story that I've never heard of before. Mm. Um, And so getting to sit down in in the library and and talk to them and hear their stories about, yeah, their family is from Mexico or their family is from, uh, we have exchange students from like Chile and from Nigeria and all of these other places. And it's, it's like, wow, I never would have, I never would have guessed that would have been your story. Mm. Um, But also just, seeing the way that they interact with the gospel um, just in a completely different way or things that they pick out as they're hearing the gospel for the first time. It's like, oh, that's really cool. I never thought of it that way. It's like, Mm. really? Really? That's, and it's something that I didn't even consider. (laughs) I love that you're bringing this up for a number of reasons. One is that the gospel is Mm. the uniting piece. Yes. And even with that uniting, Mm -hmm. the Lord will show us different perspective or different what's important for us to know now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And it's it's so cool that it is, even in my life and heart, that it's growing continually. That by me, you know, I'm there in a leadership position trying to share the gospel with them, but they're actually teaching me in, in so many ways because the Holy Spirit is revealing through them different ways that the gospel is even more impactful and powerful in my own life. And it's being continually transformed to the point where I was like, wow, like it is even bigger than I ever thought. And I know for a fact that it's just going to continue to grow. Um, The more that I hear it, the more that I understand it, the more that I talk about it, the more that I hear others talk about it, you know, it's, and it's something that's never ending. And that's so exciting 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, and what's coming up for me is it's not even just hearing it in a different way because you're seeing it through their eyes, Mm. but there's something about like that freshness when someone is first hearing it, like they're so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Sam, we've got so much more to talk about. We're going to take a brief pause just to thank our sponsors. Uh, We want to thank you for tuning in. Don't go anywhere because we've got Sam Noopson here with us. And we've got so much more to talk about with the mission work that she's doing at the Naval Academy. This is Live Joy, Share Joy, Deb McGregor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218 248 6556. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Realtors Noemi and Harry Aylesworth are happy to share they are now affiliated with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice. Serving all of your real estate needs in Bemidji, Bagley, Black Duck, Cass Lake, and surrounding communities. They are dedicated to finding you the home you deserve. Whether you're selling or buying property, they will serve you with honesty and integrity. You can expect a better real estate experience. Life takes you many places. Let Team Aylesworth, Noemi and Harry of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate First Choice take you home. This is Deb McGregor. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to renew humanity? I believe it starts with each one of us and involves topics like our identity in Jesus Christ, the journey of our soul, and living with purpose and intention. I've created a special three-month program titled Humanity Renewed, and it will be starting February 7th. This program involves group coaching, special guest presenters, one-on-one coaching with me, weekly text messages, and of course, joy mail. Don't miss this unique opportunity to be a part of my next group program. More details can be found at debmcgregor.com. This is Deb McGregor, Live Joy, Share Joy. We are speaking with Sam Noopson, and we are talking all about her incredible mission experience she's having at the Naval Academy. Sam, going into the break, we were talking about just this amazing depth that you're getting from the scripture. And I was thinking about all this ministry work you're doing, and then I started thinking about, well, how are you caring for yourself outside of the ministry? Because mm-hmm. it can be intense sometimes when you're ministering to people and talking and listening. And yes, there's coffee, and <laughs> it can also be intense at <laughs> <laughs> yeah, coffee is definitely a healer. Um, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll take my mids out. I'll be like, all right, I know you need coffee. I need coffee, too. We have to do. Um, no, that's actually something that my bosses hit on right away. Um, because they knew after getting to know me a little bit that I'm not a naturally like just go out and meet everyone and build community right away. They knew that they were going to have to push me a little bit in that area. Um, so that was something where um, they were like, all right, go start going having fun and 
picking churches and and looking for different communities in the area, and they gave me a lot of um, options. And um, because they knew as a missionary it can be really lonely, mm-hmm. <laughs> even stateside missionaries. Um, people don't really think of that um, very much because your job is so much of every part of what you do. Yeah. Um, and it's what you're thinking about all the time. Even living with them, they were always talking about um, different people that they were discipling or ways that they could be doing things better or um, maybe problems that would come up. Um, and it was just constant. It's like their entire li- lives revolved around their jobs. Um, but they also have kids that mm-hmm. they need to take care of and that have their own lives and their own interests. And they have the church that they're a part of. Um, and so, and these other communities that they want to reach out to in love with the gospel. So it's like helping teach me how to value those other things and not just my job. Mm. Um, so, and, and learning how to love other people. So I ended up choosing a church after about a month of searching and going to different ones. Um, God just made it really clear to me that there was a small church plant that, he wanted me to be a part of. And I started going to this uh, small group that just met every Wednesday night and we just hit it off. And I, like the older women that were a part of it, I've been learning so much from as they've been like pouring into me (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and just gives me the energy to be able to pour into other people. But also I get opportunity to be like, to talk to teenagers. And I love teenagers. My last job, I, that was my job is I worked with teenagers and I missed that so much and so I get to have that part to really give me that life um, and build friendships with people who are closer to my age who are outside of the academy um, that I'm not like in a leadership position (laughs) over Um, because grabbing coffee with them and dinner with them is is much different Um, and that's been really cool to be able to do that and I'm thankful that my bosses had the frame of mind to push me into those communities and, and checking up on me always on that. It's like, what are you doing this weekend? You should, you should uh, ask that friend out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I love that. And I love this concept of the mentoring that you're talking about. That's something that I I think sometimes has, it's, I call it a lost art of mentoring. Yeah. And I know that I think about even as myself, I love to mentor with young adults because Mm -hmm. we don't do that as much anymore. And I know like when I was that age, I would have loved to have somebody mentoring me. Right. And, and what I also love that you're talking about is taking care of self, taking care of your soul, because Mm -hmm. if you're not taking those steps, how can you possibly be available to other people? Yeah. And let's face it, there's a lot of demands for time when you're in the mission field or any type of spiritual giving field. Right. Yeah. Or the professions that deal with that. Like it's so Mm -hmm. important. Yeah. So as you're talking about this, like, I got really curious about discipleship Mm -hmm. because you and I were talking about like, what is discipleship and actually how does even this taking care of you tie into discipleship that you're doing? Like it all Mm -hmm. goes together, right? Yes, it does. Well, something that is um, kind of part of the job that I was kind of caught off guards by was that because you're in the word so much, like every part of my job, there's some way I'm like, okay, I need to prepare for this meeting. I need to read up on this so that I can be ready. Like every part is like I'm in the word every single day, which is great. And I love it, but <laughs> it can become my, my frame of mind can be like, oh, this is my job. So I have to learn this mm. instead of 
okay, Lord, what are you teaching me today? How is this impactful to my life? Um, something that my bosses do, try to have us do every month, is um, a half day with the Lord. And that's like four hours where it's paid, and you just spend time with the Lord, whatever way that might be, whether that be reading the Word, reading commentaries, doing study on your own, but really just digging in and spending that intimate time with God. Because if you're not spiritually healthy or growing or at least okay, (laughs) then your disciples aren't going to be the people around you that you're trying to lead to that and motivate to that and encourage in that way. They're not going to be healthy either. So that has been really important to me as I've gone about, it's like, okay, where am I? Why am I not? Why, why am I feel like I'm not getting anything out of this? It's because, oh, because I'm not applying it. Mm. I'm not seeing the glory of Jesus this way. So then I can't explain it or it's not in my face. So they're not going to want it, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's, it, it, that's such a, a vital first step is that has become like my morning of like, okay, Lord, spending time with him mm-hmm. um, in prayer and in the word in a different, it's something completely different that I'd be going in with. But it's so cool that when I do that throughout the day or throughout that week, God and the Holy Spirit uses ways to like intervene and, and put what I'm learning personally and in myself into the conversations that I'm having and making it applicable. Um, and there's been such amazing fruit in that and being able to share for myself, cause it's really exciting, yeah. but also they'd be like, oh, there's more. Like it doesn't just stop at this passage that we're talking about together. Like the rest of the word ties in and you're able to piece it all together because of the Holy Spirit's work yeah. and connecting everything. So that like personal spiritual health and my walk with the Lord is one of the most important things I'm learning that. I could have. <laughs> Amen. What I love that you're really speaking to is when the Holy Spirit's driving it mm-hmm. and that study is that natural piece of things and it's it's fluid. I mean, that's the word that I just keep seeing is fluid. Yes. And you're, you're reminding me of like when I sit down at five o'clock and I just let the Lord speak to me or fill me up, sometimes he'll direct me to the word, but sometimes it's just be with, you know, he wants me to be with him right. and download. Right. Then if I'm preparing to go speak somewhere and I'm like, okay, I need the scripture on this or I need to support what I'm saying with this, right? Mm-hmm. It feels like, yes, it's fun, but it feels a little more like work. Yes. <laughs> you know <what> it's like, <laughs> okay, yep. so I get what you're saying. Like there's, yeah. there is a difference. God's working in it all. Mm-hmm. And what I know is that mm-hmm. that experience of the being with is, is just so powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. You talk about slow growth. Yes. Let's talk about what that means. Hmm. Slow growth. So this kind of, to me, goes really hand in hand with being steadfast and faithful. So just like kind of going back to having a personal walk and just being steadfast with myself <laughs> and in the word, like, okay, I need to be in the word even if I don't feel like it because I need to give the Holy Spirit something to work with, you know. In the same way, I, I can be a little bit impatient with other people, just like I am with myself. So I like, oh, I'm in this ministry. I want to see results, right? I want to see people come to the Lord. I want to be able to be a part of this incredible work because I'm so excited about it. But that's not the way people work. You can't force them (laughs) to love Jesus. It just doesn't happen. So something 
I've been learning a lot is just to take a step back and just to listen. Mm -hmm. So like in a meeting, there was one girl that I had met with a couple times and she, every week, like a little piece would click and another piece would click and then another piece would click. And we'd be going over the same thing every week. Um, But it was that understanding and it took a while for anything. And I was just like, Lord, this is never like, is she ever going to accept the gospel? Because she understands it. She can tell it right back to me and knows it very clearly, but there's something missing. Like she's not quite there. And so I remember one of our last meetings we had before I left, we were going through the gospel again and like assurance of salvation, how you can know, um, that you're in Christ. And, um, I remember, something wasn't quite clicking with her and she was hesitating on it. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to step back and let her, let her deal with it. Um, because she's not quite ready. Um, so I'll just listen and keep asking questions, keep digging to see um, what's holding her back so that she can identify it. Right. But I was like, okay, it's not going to be this week. It's just not, um, even though I knew she was close, she was, she was like right there, but like, she's not, quite ready and that was tough to accept because I was like you have it why can't you just (laughs) believe um but just being steadfast and rooted in this is God's timing and the Holy Spirit's timing this is not my timing um for whether or not she will trust Jesus and just allowing the slow growth to happen and for me to just be hands off like Lord I did my part it's it's on you and it's always it was. It always was. But like, you're going to work in her heart and I trust that you will. And I pray that you will so that the next time we can come back together, we can keep talking. And it's okay if she doesn't quite get there, but it's that plus one, like she'll get another piece of the truth. Amen. And isn't that how God works with all of us every day? Yep. <laughs> we get another piece of his truth every single day. Yeah. Sam, I just can't even believe it. Our time rolls so fast when mm-hmm. we're together. Yeah. But I know that you are supported through donations to your mission fund. Can yes. you let people know how they can support you? Because I have a feeling there are going to be people <laughs> listening going, oh my gosh, I'm going to support this gal. She's doing amazing work in the world. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I can do, um, I can give you actually my phone number. Um, and you can just call me as well um, to get more information. There is a site on um, crew.org where you can type in like, I, I think it's give.crew.org. And you can search my name, Samantha Noopson, and that should come up. My page should come up um, and you can give a gift through there. Otherwise, you can call me um, at 218-407-7089. And I'd love to like chat with you and tell you more about and hear more about your story and um talk about the gospel and talk about the navy because it's really fun um yeah so if you want to do that um you can do either way it's give.crew.org crew is spelled c-r-u and then my number is 218-407-7089 Excellent. And we yeah. should uh, mention on that last name, it's N-U-P-S-O-N. So yes. if people are searching what Samantha, N-U-P-S-O-N. Yes. Sam, thanks so much for coming in. Promise yeah. me you'll come back again when you come back. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> you are amazing. I just can't even wait to see what God continues in the slow growth 
all the amazing individuals that you're touching and we will keep praying for you too because we know that it takes prayerful support friends we want to thank you for listening today we want to thank philip elke for engineering today's program and we want to remind you to go out live share and lead with joy this is deb mcgregor have a great day Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.